Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. And it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing. Firstlightracing.com.au. Dean Watling, hello to you. Morning, G. Morning. you got your own sponsor these days. You're flying. And, geez, you had a big um, week on the tip with the, the star trolls that you found over the last week or so. So um, it's been a wonderful couple of weeks for Dean Watling. Yeah, it's nice to finally get some of the Black Book to win. We obviously saw the really impressive two-year-old Finley uh, learning to fly, winning the Witten, and then we had a couple of nice ones for the week, Dancer Desert Scone and a couple of others. So we're starting to our straps, which is good. So hopefully the punters out there got their pens ready. As I mentioned from the top, we're so lucky to have this man on the line, John O'Shea, on trial time just to pick his prey and get his insights on how he prepares his horses first up and what he wants from them at the trials, and he joins us now. G'day, John. Thanks for your time, mate, on Giddy Up. Uh, morning, Gareth. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Um, we watched a few of your horses trial yesterday at Warwick Farm, but we're fascinated on this show just to work out what your philosophy is when it comes to trialling horses. So um, what should we look for as punters and racing fans with the John O'Shea horses at trials? Uh, we, we just like to see them um, have positive outcomes each time they go there, and we we don't knock them around at their first outcome, and then you know we'd like to give them two trials and ask a little bit more than the second trial. And uh, occasionally some will be asked to extend if they're a little bit you know needing of the gallop and use it as a a good gallop, uh, an opportunity to you know, blow out a few cobwebs. Morning, John. It's Dean here. It's always a fascinating insight into certain trainers. We've sort of come across a common theme with trainers: the two trials. Is the distance a big thing for you? Do you like to, obviously in Sydney, we have the, the short trials over your 700s, your 800s. With that second trial, do you like to see them extend over your 900,000 just to sort of give you the inkling that they're going to handle race day pressure? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, uh, I don't think it's in the best interest of punting fraternity to have those 740 trials. I mean, they're a waste of time. Um, and using them as a guide to go to the race is almost irrelevant. Um, so... But you know the thousand meters are a true test, and, and you know especially at Ramwick, he's got a he's got a few waterhouse horses and gays who run at a genuine tempo, and you can get to find how they respond to a little bit of duress. Johnny, is it is it horses for courses with your horses first up? Um, um, is there a different? Is there a certain formula you like to see your horses peaking, or does it just depend on the animal? I think the animals obviously got some, you know, a lot of relevance, but we we tend to like to see them hitting their straps third and fourth up. You know, like I think if we have a Group One race in uh, in target, we, we ideally want to go there third or fourth up and um, and have them at the best of their ability. You know, at those runs, so if they can pick up a run or two early on in their preps, it's usually indicative that they have something to offer a bit later on. We're all about making money on trial time, John. So if we're looking for a location, a track, a jockey, a setup, um, 1,000 metres, 200 metres, what's the go-to for John O'Shea Racing to get the horse to win first up? Oh, I think, like I said, they would need to have two trials. And then um, I think, you know, obviously for us, you know, we vote with our feet in terms of our jockeys and, you know, if James is engaged first up, we'll choose your reflection. The horse is ready to go, and um, you know we'll work our way down the list uh, accordingly. So I think you know a nice positive trial if they were to win, or you know be close to the mark with plenty in hand, 
it's usually a reflection that when they go to the races first up, um, they've got something to offer. And the gates are <coughs> paramount importance, <coughs> you know. And I think you know, particularly at Rose Hill, if you, you need to be drawing down soft to be effective there. And uh, there's so many other variables which you don't have a lot of control over. Um, you know, but I think barriers are very, very important at certain tracks, you know, Canterbury, Rose Hill. Yeah, you've trained many a superstar, Johnny, but I think your greatest achievement in life and your racing career was being able to uh, mentor Simon Miller into the trainer that he is these days. He always <laughs> says that you're the biggest influence on his career. Um, he's really good with the babies. He's got a great record with the two-year-olds. Um, and when you see him trial them, um, he sort of gives him a really good hit out. Sometimes he likes to see them off the bridle. What's your philosophy with the two-year-olds there? Oh, I think you know, I think, you know, Simon is you know, that that's his you know area of expertise. I mean, you know, and he loves training those sort of horses, and and consequently, I think if you're going to go and be effective early on in their preparations, they do need that searching outcome. You know, and probably one thing I learnt from you know, Gay and TJ when when they went to the trials, they, they didn't muck around and. And consequently, they, you know, you could back them with confidence when they did step out. You know, so. But Johnny's size was a little bit different. He used to sort of give him, you know, sometimes three and four trials before he, he took them to the races. But that was probably the most work they did. So there's, there's always varying, you know, manners in which they go about things. Chris doesn't sort of over, over knock them around at the trials. Although I see him recently trialing a lot of his stayers with blinkers first time out at the trials. So. Yeah. There's so many variable things that when you they use as training tools and and different you know different horses. So it's it's very interesting process in Sydney anyway. I don't think they use the trial as much in Victoria and probably other states, but in Sydney it's incumbent. But I thought it was brought about through when Ray Murray here was the chief steward because if you went to the races and wanted to give one a you know a relatively easy day early on in preparation, you might find yourself in the stewards real quick and lively and you know, having your licence challenged. So fundamentally, it was brought about through that and they wanted them to be going to the race and giving their best all the time. So as a result, the trial process became pretty important in New South Wales. Now, you see we have uh, Capital Heart nominated for the Long Road Plate um, this weekend, John. Is that a horse that we should be watching? And if not, is there any in the stable, two-year-old, three-year-old, that um, us punters and punters out there should be noting in our black books? Yeah, well, Capital Heart's a horse that is ready to go, and we'll make a decision as to which race he runs in. We're going to accept him both Friday and Saturday. So, um, and he's had the two trials, so in the second trial, we asked him to do a bit more. So, you know, he's probably a horse that he'll need to be effective early on in his campaign if he's going to participate in the latter part of his autumn. We've got a nice horse that trialled early in the, this week called Cafe Millennium, and so he's only going to have the one trial before he goes to the races, so he'll need a run or two, but he's a a very progressive horse. I think when he gets the six furlongs at Randwick uh, in something like a skyline with a run under his belt, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. So, um, But you can see he sort of had a lovely soft day at the trials but executed well and learnt plenty from it. So, you know, there's probably just two examples of two different horses, the manner in which we tried them, but, you know, probably both are effective horses during the campaign, but at different stages of preparation. With John O'Shea trial time on Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning, I saw you in New Zealand, John. And, um, did you find another Per Encanto superstar that we can um, watch closely or maybe get in a, get have a small share and get into your stable? Yeah, we, we had a really strong, uh, good sale. Yeah. You know, uh, we were able to buy some lovely horses, particularly on the first day, and 
you know, I bought a couple of super sets. I was very happy with. We cleaned them earlier in the year and were able to come back and buy them. And 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 a lovely contributor colt and a beautiful Piero colt. So it was a really good sale for us. So you know, and we haven't finished yet. So um, I, I love New Zealand. It's been a good sale to me. It, it produces the sort of horses which I really enjoy training, which are mile, mile and a quarter horses, even a little bit further, ideally. So and horses that train on at four, five, and six. You know, so. Um, you know, lost and running and uh, the like. So Kerwin's Lane just served as the first horse I bought when I came back from Goodolson in, in New Zealand. He's been a lovely horse on 12 races or something. So uh, they're the you know, lovely horse to have in stable because they front up every season and give their own plenty of upside. And what about lost and running? An update on him? Uh, he's in the yard. He arrived in the yard yesterday. Um, he's been at the beach for six weeks. He'll probably run first up in the Galaxy. Max going to ride him there and uh, we'll worry about it after that. So, um, but no, he's in great form, and I think Hugh uh, Mac won't be able to ride him the TJ. But I think Hugh will probably come back and ride him in the TJ. So, we'll give him three runs, a light campaign, and then you know, ideally get him to the Everest, and hope we can get him there yeah. in one piece this year. Yeah, well, he's he's such a good horse, isn't he? And um, you just need a little bit of luck. I was going to ask you, we do, we're, we've got a slot in the um, four million dollar clocker, but. Uh, sounds like I'm wasting my time. Are we, Johnny? What's the what's that race? It's a 1200 meter wait for age. Um, yeah. We're sure we can do a good deal with you with Lost and Running. There's a flight straight after the TJ Smith. We'll get you there um, probably a week before, and we'll get you home two days after. Probably one point. And I just don't know about him around that track, to be honest. Oh, okay. It's firm ground and tight turning. You know, like. He, he's, a, he's a delicate bugger at the best of times. He just loves to get his toe in the ground a little bit, which he gets at Ramwick. And, yeah, I just don't know about him there. We might be able to find another one for you. Oh, that'd be good, Johnny. <laughs> that, that, that'd be good. At least I asked. I've got it on record. They go, have you asked John about lost and running? I said, yes. <laughs> it was at 8.16 on a Wednesday morning. Hey, mate, how do we get involved in your stable if you've got enough spot for it? Like people, a few oh, text no, messages love- coming through and um, – I'd love to get involved. So how do we do that? I just, uh, mate, we're on the website there, there um, is a Tom Charlton, my able body, oh, yeah. we'll put up some lovely uh, options there. I think we've got three or four options out of New Zealand, you know, reasonably priced, and uh, we just carved them up in fives and tens. And ideally, uh, the more the merrier, so that uh, we hopefully have some, we try to have a success with as many people as possible. So um, there's little bits and pieces after those cults that we mentioned earlier. But uh, most of them are sort of eighty percent done. So um, yeah, we'd love more than merry. We'd love to have as many people as we can in the joint and keep the goal for them if we can. Beautiful, mate. Thanks for your time and that insight. Um, yeah, great stuff. Uh, have a good day, mate, and good luck for the rest of the sales and good luck over the weekend. Cheers, boys. There's Johnny O'Shea. There, great insight, Dino. Very good trainer, and it's always fascinating. Yeah. Third and fourth up, his horses fire. Um, just a different way that he goes about trialing, and even. His, his insights into watching the other stables. Like, I found that fascinating with Chris Waller putting the blinkers on the stays these days. Yeah, it's, it's a common thing for Waller to do that first up with his stays returning. So I love it that John's across all the stables. Um, and it's a great thing to put down in your diaries or your books. When they have one trial for his stable, they'll obviously need to run and get it back on the third and fourth part. Once they've had two trials and heads the races. Um, with Capital Heart example, he said they're ready to go. And I love that he touched on barriers. His strike rate uh, when running horses inside um, barrier six is phenomenal. Outside of that, um, they often can have a soft run and sort of 
to work off that. So um, he really mentioned that there. So it's fascinating. So we need to get Oscar or Jacko or someone onto a book of trials philosophy. Yes, love it. 0499 736 to join our conversation. If you've got a question for Dino regarding the trials, let us know 0499 736 736 because we'll take this break. And after this break, Dean Watling will go through his star trialers over the last week. And boy, haven't there been a wonderful couple of sets there in Sydney and Victoria over the last two days. Dean Watling, Gareth Hall, giddy out and trial time. And the Barry Tennant's very own Dean Watling, seeing them beautifully. Where do we start with the trials? I might want to just pick your brain from those Warwick Farm trials on a Monday, first of all. I found it fascinating. So you've got you've got the king at the moment in Nature's Trip. I think he's still the king. Would you agree, Dino? Oh, definitely. Yeah, so yeah for sure. He's still the king. And then you probably got the queen. Well, she's definitely the princess in secret. And you couldn't, there couldn't be two different type of trials from those two. One was out the back, one was out the uh, up at the, uh, one was out in front. Um, so, how do you analyse those two performances there on Monday? I think the biggest thing we've exposed horses, Gareth, is you just get a profile of their previous trials. That's the biggest guide on how they generally trial and then how they um, produce first up off those similar trials. And I think that's the best guide as well to see if they've improved. Um, but I think Nature Strip, he's just, you just watch him trial. Um, he leads, he does the exact same thing. You don't take too much notice, but this horse is like in secret animo. Those that are off the speed, you really want to see them find the line and repeat their pattern, which they do. But it's always hard to get a guide on these front runners. And it was interesting to see, obviously, James McDonald didn't ride there. He was um, not at the meeting and Kieran McAvoy was aboard, but he just did his usual thing up on pace and that's all we can ask for. I thought Fireburn was pretty good. Listening to Gary Portelli, yeah, she, she she can't beat maidens at track work, so he just didn't know how she was going. And then young Zach Lloyd gave her a bit of a, uh, a squeeze and a bit of a clip up, and away she went. So I thought she trolled nicely. And Zaki wasn't bad, was he? No, I love what Zaki did. Fireburn, I love that uh, she was given a clip up here, and she really responded good. And there's one in that trial, Durston, which we'll touch on in a second, which was a phenomenal trial, yep. trial of the morning. So... We'll touch on that soon, but it was really good work by a fair few of those. We obviously had some down south as well with the likes of Bomb Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood. We saw Passive Aggressive, Nugget, Moravia all return. So it's been a big week for trial pairs. Yeah. Out of those big guns you just mentioned, were they all passes? Yeah, very good. Passive Aggressive was great. Nugget, uh, Moravia was good. Alligator Blood was probably... Um, the one under pressure, but that's the common theme for Waterhouse and Bot. They use the trials and jump outs to get their horses fit. So don't look too much into that. All you want to see is just a really good improvement out of that trial. We'll jump out into his next one. So just a different type of um, styles and trials. But the one probably that was um, caught my eye the most was Durston and Animo. Animo looks really forward. Yep. Um, that's the best I've ever seen in trial. He's a bit of a lazy trial, so um, he's in for a good prep. Why would you like Durston, the Caulfield Cup winner, so much? Yeah, so obviously the trial is over 824 metres. He was a Caulfield Cup winner. So when you're seeing horses um, savaging the line, if you go back and watch that replay, watch him punch through the line. 100 metres past the post, he's put about 10 lengths on his rivals. Um, that's a massive sign that he's come back in brilliant form. 824 metres is nowhere even near close. And I know he's got a target in the Apollo Stakes first up, and I love backing Waller horses or Waller stayers resuming first up. He's got a knack of getting them to win, and... 
His overall target's a Tancred, so I think he's a big horse, this preparation that we can arrow in at, and he's about $12 in all-in market, uh, well, pre-noms market, so we get our money back if he doesn't go there in the Tancred. So um, I love picking one out of the trials early on and, and sticking with him and prep, and I think Durston's the one this time in. A little earlier at Rose Hill, back on the 27th of January, the Ryan and Alexio team produced a two-year-old that we've seen at the races before, Dino, but um, this young colt, he caught your attention? Yeah, I like this profile. Ryan and Alexio, obviously, they always get their horses firing first up. The horse's name is Nib Andino. Um, yes. It's had a start. It was well in the market that day and just failed on debut, which often they can in their first experience. But two trials back now, both have been good. Found the line under no riding and just like that profile. They'll place this horse perfectly. It doesn't need to be in the metro. It can be in the provincials. Um, but... He's got a nice pattern and he's, he's ready to break through this preparation. And you found a few more from those Warwick Farm trials there on Monday. The poacher for Brad Whittap and Sounds of Heaven, a filly for Annabelle Neesham. Explain why, please. Yeah, the poacher is a really good trialer, um, but he's got an outstanding first-up record. So I like that. Um, he's just come back even better this prep. He keeps improving. Um, like I mentioned, that first-up record. He's gone to the trials, uh, to the line, sorry, in his trials, untested. He's got a lot up his speed, uh, sleeve. Got a really nice pattern, sort of sits midfield, and he's very progressive. So I really like the poacher. He goes in the black book. And Sounds of Heaven, like I mentioned, Annabelle Nation doesn't tend to trial her horses um, up on speed or give them a big hit out. But this two-year-old filly was a really nice first trial. She travelled sweetly, wasn't let off the bit. Um, so she did it really professional on the first time out. I want to see her now probably over 900 metres. But Sounds of Heaven is another one um, in the two-year-old ranks we can put into our black book. And you found a couple in Victoria, one for Michael Kett and Mick Price, um, another one for Michael Kett Jr. and Mick Price. So tell us about those two. We'll start with Anavisto. Yeah, Anavisto, interesting horse. We don't tend to black book your exposed horses, but she got off, she went off the boil last preparation. But looking at her, her most recent trial, she looks like she's come back absolutely outstanding. It was over 1,000 metres, which I love to see. Um, she went to the line. Um, untested, but was doing it really, really solidly on the rain. Um, the jockey on the bridle, sorry, and the jockey really had to hold her back. She's got gears up her sleeve. We know she's a good horse, um, but I think this preparation, she's going to blow out the cobwebs and um, come back really good. Pivot City is the other one for the Price and Kent Junior Stable. Professional debut, really professional debut. Um, jump out by this two-year-old, not a single doubt, Colt. He was a $955,000 purchase by the James Heron Bloodstock Partnership, so Got all the right ingredients, right stable, looks to have an abundance of talent. Um, want to see him step out one more time, but he looks above average pivot city. And Belvago as well for Robbie Griffiths and the Decock Camp at Cranbourne on uh, Monday. You found one there over the 800 metres. Yeah, I like backing this stable first up, and they often try really sound and um, don't ask their horses to sort of do too much. But when you see them travelling on the bridle um, and making up good ground, they're, they're horses to follow. So Belvago's been um, gelded into this preparation, which I really like, and looks to have come back a different horse. So that's another great profile, backing horses first up off the trials. Any horses that we should be backing from the trials that you mentioned over the last week that we'll see at the, the races this week? Yes, we've got one today, uh, which we'll mention in a second um, on our bag of tips, but yes. we'll give it on trial show. It comes out of our black book, uh, race three, number one at Canterbury, Hollywood Hero. Lovely profile, really good debut, little fresh and 1,000-meter trial, which is outstanding. Now gets changed to Donald on the saddle. That looks a really good race for that horse. And then 
Tomorrow at Packenham, there's a really, really smart horse going around for the price and Kent Jume is stable. Uh, Packingham, race three, number seven, War Frontier. Drawn wide, but it's a shoot start over 1,200 metres. This horse is doing really sharp things in the jump outs against uh, older group class horses. So race three, number seven, Packenham tomorrow, War Frontier getting around $5. I think that horse will be winning. And I think Hollywood Hero today will be winning. G. G'day, Dean. Great segment. Love your work. I'm Thunderstruck was the obvious star trial at Geelong, but did Dean notice Mbella running on into second place? Look to do so while under no pressure too. That's from Dave from Frankston South. Good on you, Dave. Yeah, really well spotted. That's the type of trial I love, Dave. Those horses in behind them, hard on the bridle, and they travel and, and make good ground. So well spotted. Um, we'll be throwing that one in the black book too. And no turn of foot today. I think footy's over in New Zealand, so he's had the the week off. Um, so I think he'll join us next week, and then um, Dean and I'll go back to ten o'clock. Um, but loving uh, the text messages coming through four double nine seven three six seven three six. Hey, um, Dino, do you think Zaki will win another Group One this preparation? That's a yeah, good I question. definitely think he will. And- and he's a, he's a really good horse for punters out there. His first up record over 1,400 metres, um, he really, really sprints well fresh. And that trial the other day was outstanding. That's everything we want to see. So I think he'll win another group one. Um, whereabouts in his prep, I'm not sure. But for punters out there, backing him first up over 1,400 to 1,600 metres, that is an outstanding profile for that horse. I'll fit one more question in. This is from James. He says, um, not James, this is from Tony. He asks, Dino, have you worked out which stable you've worked out best that you can understand how they trial before they go to the races? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's dead set half a battle when you, you're doing trials. You've got to have the idiosyncrasies of all the stables. But the best one that I think I've worked out is the Peter and Paul Snowden stable. Two trials. Yep. They do it brilliantly. First one over eight, second over a thousand. And whenever J-Mac goes on, big tick. And even more so if they throw the blinkers on their horses. Great work. Thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you on Bag of Tips. Thanks for all the text messages and thanks, Jude. There we go. And just quickly, Dean Owen, Huey Fitzpatrick might bring this up when he joins me with his social media segment um, show coming up shortly. But remember James Cummings gave us a cryptic clue a few weeks back on Stable Mail about this horse, Tom Foolery at um, Kemmler Grange. And we were just trying to work out Oh, has he, got, has he got mixed up with that other New South Wales provincial meeting on a Saturday? And we just couldn't quite work out what he was talking about. It was a great, um, it was a great teaser from James Cummings, you could say. Anyway, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at the races yesterday and jewellery wins at Kemmler Grange. And I, and I looked at it and I thought, you oh, the bloody driver. <laughs> and then James sends through the message. And he goes, oh, did you pick that up with our um, Tom Furley thing at Kemmler Grades? I said, yeah, mate, I never missed it, but I was on the flight. So oh, you wouldn't <laughs> believe it. But he bloody got me and I didn't want to good. admit it. Huh? I like that. It could be a little segment. No, he's on tomorrow, I think. He's on tomorrow for Stable Mail. But no, the driver and Jimmy Cummings won, G Hall and Giddy Up Zero. Hey, but it's a long, long year. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks, Legend. There you go. There's Dean Watling. Time for the news.